Hi, I'm Miriam Burke. And I'm Eving McBride. And welcome to A Little Birdie Told Me, a podcast brought to you by rollercoaster.ie. Every week, we'll be bringing you insights, advice, and our own personal experiences, along with some great guests to help you, our listeners, navigate the ups and downs of pregnancy and parenting. Stay-at-home dads are about as rare as a good night's sleep, but they do exist. And in this episode, we sit down with Ross Good from the Stented Papa blog to get his take on domestic stereotypes and his experience of being in the minority when it comes to childcare. So I decided to stop working when I was 36 because I found out I had multiple signs of heart disease in both sides of my heart. Um, Which is obviously very rare for a 36-year-old. Came as a bit of a shock, yeah. <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, How did you find it out? So I didn't have a heart attack, thankfully, but it was damn close. So I was told afterwards. Um, <clears throat> so for a period, I, I always had kind of um, heart palpitations for as long as I can remember. But I I had checked it out with the GP and stuff, and they told me it was fine. Just you're young, keep going kind of thing. But it, it is hereditary. It is in the family. It's quite and a... And did you know that? Yeah, 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 I did. I, but, so I kind of had to resign myself to the fact that I'd probably have problems in my 50s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when it hit then at 36, it was just like a... I won an award in, within the family, like a, you know, make, a make <laughs> the uppie, youngest. A makey uppie <laughs> reward for the youngest person to ever have work done in his heart oh, at 36, which is not... That's not an award you yeah, want you to win. You don't want to get that award. No, it, it doesn't really do much for you. <laughs> um, so... I was having bad sensations in the chest area and now I, I, this week I got, that week I went into hospital um I had run two 5k's within 3 or 4 days and normally one of the the kind of the main tests for people with heart is is a stress test so that clearly wasn't an indicator for me um and now I hadn't had I didn't have a stress test at that stage no I've had many of them since um but yeah it just got worse and then <clears throat> so the GP noticed that my cholesterol was high, asked me about the family history, and I started to go through it, and she stopped me halfway through. She goes, I've heard enough. <clears throat> and at that stage, I, I smoked as well. I don't anymore. I haven't smoked for 10 years. Um, and she just said, you need to go for a CT angiogram. And she goes, and I'm telling you to do it now. So I did. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, that the cardiologist in the hermitage, he sat down in front of me, and he just looked at me. Because in my head, I was just going to breeze through it. Like my wife was there, the two girls were there. My youngest is only seven months at this stage, not even less. Um, that's why I was all kind of confident that this would just go really easy and quick and fast. And then he sat me down and he said, "What age are you again?" And in my head, I was thinking, "Shit!" Mm. Like if he's asking me that first off, this can't be good. And I said, "36." He said, and he looked up at me. He goes, "You have multiple signs of heart disease in both sides of your heart." And I was that's like, "Shocking!" I was like. What now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he obviously doesn't have the best bedside manner that yeah. doctor. It was he was fairly direct. Yeah. But you know, I suppose Maybe with, he had to with be. news like that, yeah, you have yeah. to be. There's no yeah. way of you can't sugar coat that. Um so that was a bit of a shock. I had to sit back in the chair and think, okay. I said, So what does that mean? And he said, Look, I'm gonna bring you back next week for an MRI. But within that period of time, and I don't I think this could be my my head kind of went overboard as well, but the the pains accelerated. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, feeding my youngest sorry eldest daughter at that stage a bit of food at the table and I just got this sensation going through here it was like somebody so obviously people can't see what I'm doing now but you guys can so it's like if you had long nails and you're squeezing the balloon mm-hmm. like you're trying to pop it yeah. Yeah. that's what the f- sensation was like and then literally it's like someone got a match under and my heart just went mm-hmm. 
and that was the scariest thing I've ever had. Um, and I looked up at Mel, my wife, and I said, we've got to go. <coughs> we've got to go now. So we all jumped into the car, and Mel's, my mother-in-law, <coughs> she was a former nurse, and she had said, because, so Tala would have been the closest hospital to us, she said, look, no disrespect to Tala, she said, but go to Vincent's. They were, as far as heart goes, in her opinion, they were a better yeah. place. So it wasn't exactly around the corner from us. So yeah, anyway, long story short and fast forward a little <laughs> bit, um, the cardiologist, they kept me in overnight, obviously, and gave me an angiogram the next day, which isn't as uncomfortable as I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. um, it is a bit weird that you're, you're awake and you're, and you're looking at all these screens around you and you can see your heart and it's, it's 2D and black and white, but you can see your heart pumping and you can see what's going on. Yeah. Um, kind of surreal, I suppose. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you're yeah. thinking, so this is now where I'm at kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And all I was thinking was, my youngest is seven. I'm not ready to go anywhere yet. Like, yeah. this is not going to happen yet. But obviously, that's not really in my control. And weirdly, that I think happens anyway when you have kids. Like, suddenly your own mortality just becomes so yeah. apparent to you when yeah. you probably never considered it before. Yeah. yeah before, you're bulletproof. You're like you're you're younger. You're 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 healthy. You're in your mid thirties. You're prime. You're it's feeling invincible. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. even now, if if I feel a twinge of any sort, I will get it. I kind know. Of I'm the same. Checked out. Yeah. Or you know, I'll Google it. <laughs> it is that fear though. It's the fear Dr. of leaving Google. your kids behind. <laughs> yeah. That must come with a warning. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> stop. I'm very fond of a bit of a Doctor Google. Yeah, mind. yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, <clears throat> it's so true though. You do like you are so aware of your mortality, you, and you, you really and are. you do start thinking. I, like you thought yourself, you do want to stay here for them. Yeah. So anyway, go on. And also, now just inside, I was glad that I had myself and my wife put in life cover when uh, Mia, our eldest, was born. Yeah. Because, and that was my, I, my background was with pensions and life insurance. Mm. So um, thankfully I did that because if I had, if I went to get life cover after that, chances are you need to get flat refused yeah. or you get raided which means that your premium would be crazy, ridiculous. Yeah. Actually, and, or, that is a really good tip. Oh my yeah. goodness, <laughs> For get life, you have to get life insurance. Yeah, no, it yeah. is seriously. I know that we're, if we're talking about mortality yeah. and everything, it is, it is very important. And yeah. looking back, I was kind of lucky that I got it done beforehand because if I had to go for it now, it would be a whole different ballgame. Yeah, and it is like, it's <coughs> it's very like comprehensive. Like, well, they want to know your medical history, but also like it's our, our cover that we have includes like serious illness. So you're basically putting a price on different things. They're like, so how much do you want your cover for? And you're like, um, so I'll go for like, you know, X for this and X, Y for that. And it's, it's actually weird because you're thinking like, if I die, this is what what John and the kids will get. Yeah. Oh. But anyway, but you have to. It has to be done. Yeah. yeah. Oh my now, God. Ironically, I didn't put in serious illness cover on myself, okay. even though I was in that game, yeah. that industry, because at that at that stage, one, going back to what you said, remember, as in, you know, you were bulletproof, like you're mm. going to live forever kind of thing. The premiums were a crazy price. But if I had done that, it would have paid out quite a handsome yeah. little sum yeah. when I had it but like obviously it spilt milk and all that kind of stuff yeah. but but like no that's that is one to think about for sure um, and at what point did you start to think like my job because you were working in a highly stressful pressurised sales role for a tech company so like that's kind of two pronged and a startup so there's a lot of different yeah. angles of stress coming at you like at what point did you kind of start to think like is my day to day life impacting on my health like is this kind of a part of the cause of it do you know, I actually didn't think like that, if okay. I'm honest. Um, I loved the job. Yeah. I really did. <clears throat> and um, Yeah, I didn't actually realise the pressure I was kind of putting myself under until I stood back from it. Mm. Um, when it was when you're in the zone and you're working with it and you're looking after your customers and you're trying to get new clients, um, 
yeah, I, I love that. I did. And um, there was one kind of aspect of it. Let's see, I went back to work after I had the, the, the work done. So it was four stents put in together. Um, like there's like three and a half inches of mesh inside there. It's actually more now because I have a fifth one. Okay. <laughs> being greedy. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Just to round it off nice even five. And sorry, yeah. that, that um, was done soon after you had all the um, tests and... It was done... Well, when I went in to the hospital that time, it was they kept me in overnight, angiogram, and they said, you're not going anywhere. They said, we're going to see you here tomorrow. We're going to sort you out. You're going to gonna do a good bit of work on you. And then you'll be right. So, so the very next day you had the, the ver- When I went in, I went operation. in on the 4th. The four, it was the evening of the 4th of January. Like I'll, these dates are stuck in. Yeah, of course. And etched in my mind. Um, the 5th was the angiogram. The 6th was all four stands were put in. So like that's quite a nice rapid. start to the, the new year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> After Christmas. It, it kind of made um, dry January a little bit yeah, easier. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I went back to work, but I wasn't doing anything. Like mm. I, was, I was dead. I was driftwood. So like when you're in sales, there's no hiding place. You know, it's either you're selling or you're not. There's in- income coming in or there's not. Mm-hmm. And at that stage, um, yeah, like I was going, oh yeah. So I, I, I contacted, I don't know, say Bob, whoever it is, right? And he's going to send over this, that and the other. But like, that w- it was just, I, I knew it myself. The lads knew it, but the lads didn't want, the lads were so good. They didn't want to put pressure on me. So anyway, after, um, I think it was about two, three weeks at this stage. <clears throat> and I was in the cardio rehab program in St. Vincent's and I just decided I knew my head and heart that I had to stand down because I didn't want to be a burden to the lads yeah. like they have the, it was their business they needed to have their priorities as far as that goes but they wanted to wish me well and keep me on board as well so the best thing to do was just to stand down mm. and um, which I did which I did and but I cried when I did I didn't mm. want to go <laughs> and, and did you think it was temporary did you ever foresee that you wouldn't go back in a full-time capacity um no I always in my head and I will go back at some point I mean I don't go back to the old job but back into employment um like I've I've been I've also been self-employed for the last year and a bit and I'm I folded one business and I'm starting a brand new business actually aimed for dads yeah. I'll tell you a bit more about that in a bit if yeah, I can um yeah and so yeah no at some point it will go back to me going back to work yes mm-hmm. 100% mm-hmm. Okay. like I'm not uh, I'm not 70 yeah you know I'm, I'm still <laughs> still a fairly young man and although this is the nice time Ross the kids are in school yeah, yeah. you got your time to yourself well yes yeah, you yeah, can yeah go yeah. to the gym go get coffee well that's <laughs> actually that's why that's, I'm trying to use that time as to yeah. launch the business yeah um, and so there's uh, three hours each day and at the start I was thinking oh, that's class you know, say when school went back. Yeah. I was going, all oh, right, three hours. <laughs> three hours goes like that. Of course, yeah. It goes like yeah, that. Yeah. And um, it's not, while I'm delighted to have that time, It's it doesn't give you a lot of time either at the same time. You know, yeah. so, but look, you, do, you just have to juggle in priorities. But. but when you were, so when you were going, um, making the decision to stop work back. Yeah. Was that your decision to become a stay-at-home father or were you looking after your health was that your pri- what was your priority at yeah were your stage? kids in crash or like where yeah. were the pri- what was, what so you was the baby childcare at before stage. yeah um we so my wife was on maternity leave at that stage okay. my wife mel and our eldest was in crash full-time mm-hmm. um which then went down to the you know the, th- the three hours the e exactly yeah so and at that stage l was she was l was a premature baby six weeks premature um and she was about seven months, seven, eight months of her July, 
she was eight or nine months when the official decision was made okay right boom on the first of march i'm going to be a stay-at-home parent um, and ironically the gas thing was we had spoken about this myself and mel about a year before that before i knew there was anything wrong with the heart and i pushed back on the idea big time like i was like I said, there's nowhere. I said, I can't stop working. I said, no, no, I'll, I'll go mad. I said, I, but really, if I'm looking back on it now and if I'm brutally honest, it was fear. Mm-hmm. Like, I was actually petrified at that stage to be the main responsibility for a brand new baby. Mm-hmm. Like, because before my first daughter, I'd never even held a baby. Yeah. Like, my mates at that stage, when we were younger, none, nobody, one, one had uh, younger kids, but like, I'd never had any access to it. And I'm the eldest in my family. My younger brother mm-hmm. is a year and a half younger than me. He definitely doesn't have any babies. Um, <laughs> So at that stage, what I mean, but um, like, so I had no experience. And then the thought of being the first point of call from start to finish, or pretty much start to finish, scared the living shit out of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it is different because if it's like the the mum has given birth and she's on mat leave, like that's just a gradual. And like the first few weeks of mat leave with a new baby are mad. Like mad. you're not, yeah. you don't have a routine or a schedule or anything. Um. Like you can barely get dressed. So like then, but to go bang into That's it at, at nine months, you know, like that is again a huge adjustment. And if you haven't had this gradual bit of experience, you know, it's like, it's like learning a complete new skill. And it is. Yeah. And do you know what? I'm I'm six years into being a stay-at-home dad. Um, we're myself and Mel are 10 years in parents and we're still learning. Yeah. Like it doesn't stop. It does not stop. It's just, it's just different learning. Mm. Different stages bring different ups and downs. Um, curveballs, whatever terminology you want to use. This is what we're learning more and more, myself and Miriam, from this podcast, talking to people with older children. We're like, it's so when does it actually get easy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and everyone's like, it's not easier, it's just different. <laughs> so oh yeah, no, no, it's definitely different. That is for sure. Um, but I am thinking about back again, because I was completely new to children when I had my own. I, you know, Some of my friends did have kids, but I didn't really interact with them at all yeah like, i'm the same i always had a cold when um i needed to <laughs> hold them because you like know. how you did the inverted commas there <laughs> <Yeah>. as well <laughs> but i was scared i was scared of it and then suddenly when i had my own i mean the bewilderment the kind of stepping in this absolutely new um zone i suppose world, and just yeah. being in it it's like it's otherworldly yeah. yeah um yeah, and then, you know, going along now to the stages, Fiona's a toddler now and he's just like cracks me up every day with the stuff he comes out with and the new things he's doing and, you know, seeing his personality grow. It's so cute. Yeah, yeah, but yeah it's a great stage, actually. It is. It really it's such is. a good yeah, stage. It really is. But, you know, as you're saying, it, 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 it was gradual. And because I had a very long maternity leave, I was off for a whole year. I could. Wow, that's long. Yeah, I didn't have to, you know, I didn't have to even think about work or think about. And it was it was a given as well. You know, in Ireland, mm. we do. I mean, it's not perfect, but the maternity leave is is quite good and it's getting better. Um, it's a lot better than other countries. Though. Yeah, mm. yeah. Like I mean, States, God, you think oh it's God, I know. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> y- you know, you do have that. You can phase into it. It's not easy, obviously, but you can phase into it. So um, but I couldn't imagine, you know, doing what you were doing and as you know kind of being in the deep end and suddenly having all of that responsibility as you were saying without having had that kind of cushion of 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 maternity leave if you know what I mean Mm. but it's quite brave like it's a brave decision well do you know what it was actually two things that there was two specific things that happened so you know as I said I, I refused about a year ago before that I'm sorry, that was that a conversation you'd had to decide would one of you stop working? Well, see, because we knew Mel's maternity leave was coming up yeah. to an end. And like it was purely financial. Being in a startup, 
my salary was dwarfed by Mel's anyway. So like at that stage, it would have been a financial decision more than anything else. Okay, okay. So because when you're weighing up the cost of full-time, like Mia was in full-time at that stage, and I think, I won't name the place, it was a great place, but I won't name the place, but I think it was around about, it was about over a grand a month. Yeah, about 1,200, isn't yeah. it, for five days of And then if now, you yeah. want to put in the second child, they, okay, they give you a small discount. But you're, you're talking the guts of two grand. Like yeah, that's, that's huge. A, that's a mortgage extra. After tax, like that's... And exactly. Yeah, so what yeah. you're doing then is you're paying, you're working nonstop to pay the tax man, pay the crash, and have someone else rear your kid, mm. basically. And be completely stressed out trying to collect them and drop and them. And sure you yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then there's the sickness. and Yeah, 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 yeah. And if something goes wrong, they drop the hat, you have to leave, and then there's pressure then with your employers, et cetera, et cetera. So we just weighed it up. That at that stage, if it was going to happen then, which it didn't, but it would have been purely financial. Mm-hmm. So then fast forward a year and a bit, um, when uh, heart disease reared his ugly head <laughs> and said, okay, I'm not going to kill you yet, but I'm going to give you a bit of a shock. Um, the conversation then came back. And then one weekend, <clears throat> I think, I can't remember exactly, but I'm going to say roughly mid-February, end of February 2016. And two things that happened that maybe just go, I'm mad here why would I not do this mm-hmm. so we were in the zoo and Elle was in the buggy because she was uh, she, and she was because she was prime she was light as a feather like she was really small um, and Mia was she'd gone past the buggy stage then but she was knackered like she was she, she, her legs were gone so we put her into the buggy. That's what I do with Isabel. Right. <laughs> so funny. She like is in the bottom tray bit. She goes for little sleeps down there and everything. It's Does great. She, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you have a little light on. Yeah. There. I know. She's literally like the shopping, the shopping and the child. But our, our buggy didn't have that one. So we had to take Elle out. Okay. And put Mia into the buggy. Yeah. And I was just looking at her. I was going, she's huge in the buggy. Like, that, like the, you know, the weight, she was probably over the weight that yeah. what was there. Yeah. But see, up to that stage, I'd start running with. So I'd put I'd put L into the buggy. Mm-hmm. I'd um, me would be on her Strider bike, and the crash was was exactly one kilometer away from the house. Mm-hmm. So I'd run, trying to get back into doing some or uh, exercise. And this is after the um, the cardio rehab, mm-hmm. so it was all tying in with what I was meant to do anyway. But I'd push L in the buggy. I'd have our dog is called Noodles, mm-hmm. and he was only a puppy at that stage as well. Um, so I'd have him attached to the buggy. He'd run this side. El, me would be on the Strider bike here, and I'd be running with the Baba. Um, and then when I put Mia into it in the zoo, it ju- the penny just dropped. I was saying like all the walks I used to go on with her because I'm kind of jumping back and forth a bit here. But when Mel was on maternity leave with our first daughter, um, she breastfed for 16 months, and. I I had a pretty good nighttime routine. I hate to say, like I I got up. And then you closed start. your eyes and you got up in the morning. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, 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 Mel has kind of said, yeah, like I'm I'm up every three months breastfeeding, like so. Yeah. There's not really much you can do. But then what we the system we f- we did was I'd get up then at about five o'clock in the morning and I'd go for a walk with Mia afterwards. So I was used to walking maybe, and I got up to walking like kind of ten k mm-hmm. nearly every morning. Wow. And then, but Mia was a a dream baby like she just fed and was out cold mm-hmm. for the whole walk mm-hmm. um, our number two and was not exactly the same as that your <laughs> wife was able to get some rest and, she then. Got, and Mel got some like two to three That's hours proper, very good proper sleep yeah. um, and then the day kind of began and then Mel was I, I, then I was working remotely from the apartment um, so yeah so th- I just looked at Mia this big big like in this one she was a five six like, and I'm looking at her now yeah. but like then I'm going 
those days are gone already. Like I was like that. Yeah. And I just thought, okay, that's way too fast, number one. Mm-hmm. And then number two, I was thinking, and I looked at L, and then the backdrop was like, Mel's going back to work. We are going to f- pay through the nose for, for care and tax and all that kind of stuff, or I could actually just do this. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, why in God's name would I not want to do it? Mm-hmm. And then I thought, future me, if I had said no back then, future me would have been really pissed off mm-hmm. because I feel, I, I genuinely feel very lucky to be in the position to do what I've done for the last five, six yeah. years. Yeah. It's not always been plain sailing. Of course. You know, it really hasn't. Um, but for the most part, it's been a hugely <clears throat> enjoyable experience. And I feel very lucky to be able to have done it. I genuinely have so much admiration for people who stay at home to, to be the full-time carer for their children because I think you need the patience of, well, I do anyway, the patience of a saint yeah, day yeah. in, day out um, <laughs> to, to look after them. I was thinking about that too because, you know, obviously traditionally... That's, that's not always easy to keep under wraps. Oh, God, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> but traditionally, not so long ago, that is what the m- mother did. You know, even if she had a job, the job was gone after having babies. Yeah. And then mm. that was what she did. And, and probably had way more babies than what we'd have in today's world. Yeah. As in probably five, six, seven kids. But, but I was thinking to myself, not all people are, you know, have that personality that they want to be at home with children yeah. all day. Yeah. I don't. Like, I actually, I love my son, obviously, but I don't think I could be the full ta- time parent, all the time parent, but if you know what I mean. Yeah, I yeah, do yeah. think, so my mum was a stay-at-home mum for my whole childhood. And um, I think that parent, now, Sorry, mum, if you're listening. You're an amazing mother. Um, but, and she is. But I think parenting was different then. I think we care so much about our kids' feelings and how, it's, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. My mum and like agree with her friends, you'd literally, you'd go, if you were going over to someone's house for a tea or a cup of tea, like she'd have the cup of tea and we'd just be like put in a room, play with each yeah. other. Yeah. If, if there was fights, you just get like, you know, whatever. Like, there were fights. Or if you went outside, if it was like raining, you'd put on your raincoat. Like there was no, it wasn't as precious. And mm. I think that obviously was like how she coped having three small children at home. Yeah. Because yeah. if I was parenting them, like three kids at home in my style of parenting, I think I'd like lose my mind to be quite honest. And I think that word, you've just hit the nail on the head. Too precious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're, and it's all like, yes, you know, society is different. Neighborhoods are different. Um, free time is different. The fact that you have access to screens and internet is all different. And therefore we parent, we definitely, definitely parent very different yeah. to how I was raised anyway. And it's not that, <clears throat> you know, I'm not saying there's pros and cons to either one, but like when I was a kid, we were just let out, we were out all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. From the moment we woke up after food, especially during the summer holidays, mm-hmm. we were out playing football. Mm-hmm. And that was it. We used to come home at a certain time. There was nobody... Like and nobody knew where you were because there were no phones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like at the same time, the parents were comfortable. Like No one were out there. They, can't, they couldn't see us. We were off yeah. climbing and hanging out over trees and yeah. golf or whatever else. <laughs> um, but if, if that was today, like our girls go out to the green and after about 10 minutes, we're going, are they okay? Are they okay? And I'm going, shit, am I really that parent? (laughs) And I'm ridiculous. Like if Isabel's in her bedroom, I'm like, you okay? Are you okay in there? You know, like, and the door's open. I still watch Fionn like on the screen when when he finally goes to bed and I bring the screen down on Uh, the monitor. The days of the And I'm like (laughs) half looking at it and half looking at the um, TV. And if he's been still for too long, I like go upstairs to check if he's still. I know. What are we like? (laughs) Yeah, it is. That brings its own stress. Like we're bringing that on ourselves. I know. But that's what I was actually going to ask you as well, because when you made the decision, obviously, to become the stay-at-home parent. Yeah. 
did you think about that stress? Because God, obviously no. you were going away. <laughs> you were thing, going it's away. It's a stressful job. Yeah, but you're yeah. going away from the stressful job of sales mm-hmm. and then going into the, the parenting job. But that is also... Arguably even more stressful. Yeah. yeah. So there's actually a running piss take in the house because <laughs> I... So my blood pressure was going high and it was also got to do with the fact that I knew I had to give up, give up the job at that stage. And I hadn't told anybody, bar I had a chat with Mel. Mm-hmm. So I was carrying that kind of that guilt or a bit of anxiety yeah I'd say, and it yeah. was just it was it was clearly showing because every time in the cardio rehab they would take your blood pressure at the start and at the end and for about a week no because we were there quite a lot so probably for the first two three weeks it was really high and like they were about to say okay you need medication for this mm-hmm. so then i gave up i told i had the chat with work and then i went back in two three days later and they got the blood pressure and I remember she just, she stopped it. And, um, her name was Catherine, actually. She's brilliant what she did. And she was pushing the ball to get the blood pressure up. And she stopped. She goes, she goes wait. She goes, what's different? <laughs> she said, something's different. And I said, why? She said, because your blood pressure is, is dropped. Like, r- properly dropped. So the piss take at home was that I must be the only bloke or even <laughs> not, not bloke, any parent, full stop. But normally, because it was, I was kind of booking the train where dads don't normally do yeah. stay at home thing. yeah. So they're saying I must be the only bloke that has actually given up work to look after a young baby and a toddler and my blood pressure has dropped. (laughs) (laughs) With no medication. Yeah. With no medication. So like, um, to answer your question, no, I didn't think of it. If I'm brutally honest, I did not think of it. Um, Because I think there is like a misconception or a joke nearly like people, if if you're going on maternity leave, people are like, oh, you know, enjoy your holiday. And, you know, and it's really not a holiday. Um, And I suppose I'd say when you were telling even people like your your friends or family, whatever, that you were giving up work to be a stay at home parent. I'm sure they thought like, oh, well, aren't you lucky now you're on the gravy train and Mel's Mm -hmm. going off to work every day and you're at home kind of with the feed up. I actually have if if I I ever get myself together to write a book, which I will at some point. Oh, you should. um, It was actually a family member. I won't say who it was, okay? (laughs) Stay with me. And would would kind of be more traditional, you know, the man would go out and, you know, clobber the the meat and bring it back home. (laughs) Um, And so his, his words were, so what do you do all day? Full knickers and shit. Oh, God. <laughs> You're like, yeah, part of it, actually. I, I, I just looked at it, I went, yeah. I said, that's it, man. That's exactly it. You got, you got the nail. So that's going to be the title of the book. Full oh, knickers and knickers. shit. <laughs> oh, God, there is a lot of filled knickers. I would knickers, read that. Fair. Yeah, in fairness, yeah, yeah. two girls. Yes, there yeah. is a lot of full knickers. But like, I, I think more, like, it's kind of like, you know, sure. What are you doing? Like, yeah, you're just sitting on your arse drinking coffee. Yeah, um, fold a pair of knickers every now and again, and then do what? Watch, play the PlayStation, watch mm. daytime TV, Judge Judy, or whatever mm. the hell is on. I would watch the Chase though if I was at home. <laughs> well, the, ch- the Chase is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I don't I'd say I had all of the Real Housewives of various cities going in the background for like most of my time at home. But the kids. Well, I th- here's the thing: I actually didn't. I am on. So I. I, I did I mention I became a dad blogger at that stage? As no, well. you haven't so, mentioned that actually. So you, at the okay. same time, you. So yeah, well, I decided because like in the, the previous job and um, being a tech startup, I learned an awful lot about technology and different platforms and that kind of stuff. And I started blogging. So then I thought, you know what? <clears throat> I'm going to document this from the dad's point of view, dad's mm. side of things. Um, so the alias that I blog under is The Stented Papa. Mm-hmm. So the, web, the, the website is thestentedpapa.com. But the one of the one of the very first blogs I wrote, I just decided I'm going to track everything here. 
in terms of time and what I was doing. So from the moment I got up, um, and I think it was like zero five fifty five, mm. and every until actually I went to sleep that night, I had okay. So zero five twenty five, um, wake up L, change nappy, put on the kettle, yeah. give her you know whatever feed or bottle, and then you know burp and all that kind of stuff, mm. and it's it'll make your head dizzy mm. reading it. Like it was just brrr, the whole way down. Not even a moment to breathe. Yeah. I made one cup of tea that day and it went stone cold. <laughs> and I think after about maybe 35 minutes, I remembered it was there. And at that stage, there was only one place it was going to go, which was yeah. down, down the drain. Yeah. Um, and I remember and I'm thinking, like I've worked in, I've, I've, my family are from publicans. I've worked in numerous pubs around the country, um, worked in finance and working in tech startup. And they're all go, go, go. But this was just a different level. Yeah. You know, and... What I what I quickly learned was that, especially with a young baby, is that like at least with a job, and you would go obviously pre-pandemic, you would go from A to B. Mm-hmm. So like you say goodbye to the family, then you have the, the commute or however you get to where you're going. Yeah. You have the different environment, different people, mm-hmm. and then when it comes to whatever five, mm-hmm. half five, six, you reverse it. Mm-hmm. So you're you're still getting out. You still get being a full-time parent at home. You're never off. Like you just and I, when I say never, I it mean never. Oh no, I I understand. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the weekends. Like yeah, like, like it's, it's a whole new world. Yeah, and but the flip side, like, is, and I'm not trying to say oh poor me, poor me, because I loved it. Mm. I absolutely loved it. Um, for the most part, like there's times when you're, oh, you you question your own sanity and you question yeah. a few other things, and if you got annoyed, I get very guilty with myself after it. Even if so, do I? I would get really guilty. I just go, jeez, I really handled that badly. Why did it? But we're human beings. And then know? I consult one of my child psychologists I follow on Instagram like to get a bit of advice. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like, apologize to your child, show humility, yeah. show compassion. Then I'm like, I'm really sorry that I lost my temper and shouted. And yeah. Isabel's just like, what are you talking about? I'm playing something else now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. completely um, forgotten about that. Yeah, crazy, and I'm like beating person. myself yeah. up, being like, terrible, she's going to be ruined for life. <laughs> um, but like reactions, because I think that's a really interesting part of it. Like, how did your, like, friends react like even do you feel like even now you're still kind of trying to break through this misconception of what a stay-at-home dad is because it is it's unusual like you are in the minority and definitely it's not really even spoken about like i like i i don't know any other stay-at-home dads i'm honest um i got to know a few through blogging yeah yeah if i'm honest um but in the whole of ireland from those who blog Mm. and a lot of dads couldn't be arsed blogging yeah because well, they're doing stuff with the kids, or they, yeah. don't, or they just don't, they don't want to air that side of sure, yeah. life yeah. for whatever reason, yeah. um, and that's perfectly fine. You know, each their own. But um, I think at one point there was about maybe ten of us max, mm. north and south. Um, but I've gotten to meet quite a few of them. You know, like we 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 know each other, and that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the blogging. But to answer your question about the friends, um, they didn't really bat an eyelid. If I'm honest, like it was just like okay, cool. You know, I'm sure maybe there might have been a, a raised eyebrow or two in the background. Maybe there wasn't. But for the most part, um, everyone, anyone and everyone I told were really, really supportive. They're just like, okay. And and what about like other mothers in groups that you'd go to? I was to? actually just about to yeah. ask that. Because like <laughs> when you go to like, we were kind of mentioning clap handies as yeah. one. When you go to the groups, it's predominantly with like mums or, oh, or minders or grannies or, do you know? So I, <laughs> I used to kind of laugh at, um, I was like the only dad in the village. Because like, it was just nothing but women, like mammies and babies. So there was one we did, um, 
um, it was baby massage. This was with so my my wife Mel would have done it all with Mia because yeah. at that stage I was working. Yeah. Um, but when you flipped it around for Baba Number Two, which is L, um, it was all me going into all these classes. So um, baby massage, swimming, clap handies, all those type of any kind of painting, or it was always just me. Mm-hmm. And you'd walk in right, and I remember this hundred percent going into the baby massage one, the first one. The, the the woman who ran the the course um was in the neighborhood so I kind of got to know her a bit so she knew I was coming mm-hmm. but when I walked in and I had L strapped onto my chest walking in with the buggy mm-hmm. and like the the big gray beard and then the buggy was kind of um it was a l- red color but it was it was it was bright enough so like you're kind of you can't be missed like yeah you can't be missed. yeah <laughs> and honest to God so the women were all sitting in a semicircle with the, the head teacher at the front. Mm-hmm. And every, every one of them like this. <laughs> double <laughs> take. A double take, right? Um, it's kind of like, Jesus, it's a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but within an instant, and I do mean within an instant, everyone just t- turned into a smile. Yeah. And then it became like, this is brilliant. Yeah. Well done. Like, this is absolutely brilliant. And but you know that what, that's actually, but this is interesting, right? So as a stay-at-home dad, everyone's like, fair play. What an amazing dad yeah, you are. Yeah. And like, it's just one of those things where it's like. I'm well, a parent. Yeah, like as in like the mums <laughs> are like, sure, why, what else would you be doing going to the class with your baby? And then it's like, oh, the dad is so brilliant that he's taking time. Like we're still so pre-programmed and conditioned to think that like Hugely. it's a woman's job. Hugely. It's, and it's not, like it's, yes, so you could say that I've myself and the other state of dads that I got to know, like we kind of booked the trend a bit. Yeah. And yes, there's more of an understanding of it. Yes, people are kind of getting more warm to it. Um, but it's definitely, you, you said it earlier on, it's definitely in the minority still. And I, I've i been trying to change that. Mm. I don't mean like single-handedly, but I just think, like I, I, I wrote a blog saying, I'm coming out dot, dot, dot as a feminist <laughs> because of the girls. Like I don't want when the girls get older and hopefully like there's there's a, such an imbalance in I suppose equality in terms of jobs like I don't want the girls just because they've got you know they'll have a pair of legs and they'll be good looking and a pair of boobs that they're going to get um, a shitty job or they're going to get the job same as a bloke but only on half the salary mm-hmm. like that has to change and it has to change from somewhere I'm trying to do what I can it's not a huge thing but at the same time I want that to change going forward and a lot of people still have the ba- the old school mindset. Yeah. Do you think that um, changes around paternity leave could help with that? I think like so. the kind of Scandi yeah. model I think of so. having is equal, isn't it? That you can both take the same kind of like is it twenty something yeah. weeks each and paid? It's, it's you can pay, use, yeah. yeah, and it's paid, and you can kind of use it the way you the way that works for you. Yeah. And I think that's so brilliant. So it's not rigid. Yeah. But like even paternity leave in this, um, in Ireland is relatively new and it's still only two weeks. I know there's parents leave as well, but, um, you has, know. Has it been taken up though? A lot I think it's four the, weeks, isn't it? Is it four weeks? Or oh, maybe it's still two weeks. Oh, maybe, maybe it went up. But my husband could only take four, um, two weeks and then he took two weeks holiday as well. So it was a month in the end, which is what he wanted to do. Yeah. But there are still guys who, um, who just don't take it. I, yeah, I read that before. Like a lot of... There was, a, there was a quite a poor take-up of it. And I just find that unreal. But you see, I think the thing at the crux of it is, is when you're working in a job that's high pressure or, you know, there's a lot of demands on you to perform, like when you have children, naturally that changes or it alters a little bit, but we're yeah. not allowed, you know, like you have to basically pretend that you're still going at like 100%, yeah. that there's no outside influences, Yeah. you know, and like when you get into work, like even from my own perspective, like, you know, I'll get in the door 
if the days were in the office for nine and like I well I think I look like everything's fine <laughs> um but like you know there could have been like you know something happening that morning that you're like wasn't ideal or your kid is sick or you know yeah, and like you just have to basically pretend it's not happening and go on because I put the pressure on myself like I, I don't but also I don't want people to be like oh she's using the excuse for her kids again yeah yeah, you yeah. know you don't yeah. want exactly. people to think about you like that um, and I'm not saying our employer is in any way like that but you know it's you're the pressure you put on yourself mm-hmm. so from your wife's perspective has she kind of met any sort of kind of criticism or negativity about her being the career woman yeah. and the go-getter the, the, yeah the breadwinner the breadwinner bread and that you're the one looking after the kids because that is i suppose another element that people it's not very palatable to be the career-driven woman who's leaving her kids at home with someone else yeah no some people can i suppose um joe i think it's in my experience it's it's an older generation that kind of has a hard job trying to get their head around this mm-hmm. um like all our friends like from you know, a collective, as in all my friends and all Mel's friends, and every one of them have been ridiculously supportive. Like, it's just, okay, you're doing that. Yeah. It works for you. It works for your family. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. That's, that's the what, best that's attitude. What, that's what yeah. it has to be. Like, if, if it suits, you know, there's no one size fits all here. Mm-hmm. Um, if it suits your family and it works for your family, then it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's just what works internally. And... Like Mel, Mel is um, she's a global manager for a, a fairly big IT company, um, and in that industry that she's in, it's very male, heavily male dominated. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, actually, she's the only female manager outside of the states. Wow! In the company in the world, and it's not a small company. I won't say who it is, but yeah. it's, it's not a small company. Yeah. That's very. Um, that's very impressive. It's a very impressive. Like she is, she's a serious, serious um, high performer. Yeah, and she's excellent at her job, but that brings its own pressure as well for herself because there's still a, like there's there's a huge um, conversation. It's not just recent, but it's probably it probably will be ongoing like, about the mental load that women have that pick up certain bits of slack that men just don't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am guilty of that in, in certain parts, if I'm honest. But I'm trying to improve on that in every day. Smell food in the knickers when she comes home from work, Ross. Go on, admit um, it. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes she does. Um, for the most part, it's me. And um, no, but Mel gets it. She still gets stuck in with certain things. And in particular, I mean, it has, there has to be a, a balance like that, even with, yeah. you know, stay at home mothers or actually both parents working. There has to be um, a balance of who does what. Around and she the still house. wants to obviously do things with her kids. Like, that's that's a, the I was other just yeah. 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 going to say that, like she can't wait. But we're looking in the sense that because of the pandemic, but Mel could also work from home anyway. Mm-hmm. Before that, for the most part, she was in the office. Yeah. Obviously, the last two and a bit years, she's been at home. Mm. So she has actually got amazing access to the kids yeah. as well. Um, even before the pandemic happened so like we're, we're, we're lucky like that and that's like the, we do have a lovely kind of balance between um, you know the activities that I would do with the kids like after school and that kind of stuff and then if Mel needs to come down or wants to come down or has a break the kids are there and, and they get access too so they, they the kids don't really see a huge difference like they, they know mum's working um, and they don't always listen to me when I say don't knock on the door yeah. or don't <laughs> mum's on a very important call. Oh, listen, we've all, we've yeah, all been there. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, that's so yeah, the same in, in every household. <laughs> but I think it's important for me to say that like when the decision came for our dynamic to change, mm-hmm. so Mel was going back to work and I decided to give up work and then stay at home. Um, like it was, it was, it was, it was tough for Mel 
at that stage as well because like she had been on maternity leave and she had quite like yourself she had a quite a she had a decent maternity break mm-hmm. um for our first child in particular and so there was a real adjustment for her to go back to work it's like hard handing over mm. a little nine year old nine month old baby that yeah. like she's been breastfeeding for non-stop that has been prematurely born yeah. um like so the, I, I had to both of us were hugely aware of this um, but like after we just made it work and then Mel actually had to go back and forth to uh, San Francisco for work um, so like then there was you were dealing with that as well mm-hmm. but like after a while it, it, we got used to it it became the norm um, and now it hasn't been happening for the, for obvious reasons and we're delighted yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. you know because it's just we realise how much of a kind of disturbance it was for Mel to be dis- you know literally taking herself from here to go over there to do the exact same work that she could do here, yeah. but like had to show a face. Yeah, you know. So I think though, like, like that is the best outcome of the pandemic for everyone because the way we've changed our working habits is so beneficial to families. Oh, Definitely. Yeah. Um, like I do, I feel sorry for younger people who don't have kids, or even sorry people who just don't have kids at all that they're at home certain days a week when they might want to actually be socializing, socializing, yes. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think when you, especially when you've young kids, like it's an absolute gift that you're able to just see them uh, throughout the day and, and, and dot in and out of their lives. I think for them, it's going to be so beneficial. Yeah, it's it's and it's 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 a beautiful thing for both sides, mm-hmm. you know, um, even if you're just doing like nothing, just chilling out. Yeah. But to be able to chill out on the couch and know that, like, you know, we're here together yeah. and it's just a lovely feeling, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I, I, I do think about uh, people who worked, who work, um, who used to have, or still have, but maybe less of a of a commute. I think about these. Actually, do you know what? Especially dads who would have been uh, leaving the house at dawn, you know, before even the kids get up, and then coming home when they uh, are in bed. Yeah. And because of the pandemic, and because of now the new kind of flexible for for some people, but um, fe- flexible working that they can see them and like. As you're saying, you know, it has been beneficial for families. Um, it's I've spoken to to friends and and people who are absolutely delighted with this new setup, and I'm a bit bit a bit worried that there is kind of a lean in the direction that people are going a bit back to normal. Um, the traffic is definitely heavier. Us, yeah. Um, yeah, people are going in more and more. Uh, but I don't know. I think that there's a, enough of of a good things that came out of it that people will hopefully try and push back i think it's the flexibility that we have now it's i think that's actually so yeah. beneficial yeah so even though i totally agree with you like things have ramped up so quickly and you feel like there's nearly even a bit of a like a frenzy of like we can do things now so let's do, do them. them yeah you have to um, do them yeah. yeah yeah you know but i do think the, f- the fact that like before like working from home was a non-starter mm-hmm. and now you can like on a day that you're supposed to be in the office if something happens you're like actually I'm going to work from home today like that's okay yeah even to mentally know that it's such a relief well, yes well I was in the pensions um that was it was it was old school like you had to be in the office you yeah you had to be sitting beside your boss yeah you know it, 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 I had to be suited and booted mm. um didn't have this back the, the beard back <laughs> then but had to be clean shaven yeah oh yeah hundred like it was strict. just super corporate it was strict like you had to be there and you were having meetings like your shoes had to be polished your hair had to be neat like it was a whole set of rules um and if you had even contemplated saying oh can I work from home tomorrow like you just you're basically you're on the Xbox. Yeah, That's calling in sick. Yeah, because there was no Slack back then. There was no Microsoft mm-hmm. Teams. You know, so at least with those, you can see who's visible, who's not, and also the micromanaging part is gone. You know, yeah. if you just 
I don't care if you've got That's work great. to do I don't care when you do it as long as you get it done yeah you know and it's quality but back then yeah it was so 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 rigid and strict and then I went from that into a, into a, um, a tech startup company mm-hmm. and I remember the first day I was kind of panicking because I got caught in traffic and I rang the new boss who ironically was the same name as the old boss <laughs> But I'd gone from one end of the spectrum to another end of the spectrum. And I rang, I said, I said, look, I'm really sorry, but I'm stuck in traffic here. I'm probably going to be about 10 minutes behind. And he was like, chill, man. No, no, no worries. He said, we'll see you when we see you. And I was like, what the hell? What? I know. <laughs> what Aww. is this kind of madness? Yeah. It's like, it was such a difference. And it's kind of now what we have in today's world is yeah. kind of a, a balance between the two, which is brilliant. If I can ask you a question. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, how did you guys adapt to coming back in? Or were you always back in? Like, oh, back into, into the office, into the office after yeah. um, after the pandemic. Yes, yeah. Um, well, we actually, this office was open because we were essential workers, being like working in the media. So okay. it had been open through the um, pandemic, kind of flexibly. But um, DMG have adapted to a hybrid working model, so we're never expected to be in the office five days a week now. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Um, so it's three, three and two, um, three days one week, two days another week. And you can take whichever days you want. Well, well there's, there's certain, certain days, yeah. but um, it's. It's where it works out for everyone, you know, and then mm-hmm. again, even though we do have to come in the the three two day um, model, you know, if as even was saying, like if if a child is sick or if something's happening, you, you we're not stuck in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can say, listen, um, I'm, I'm going to have to do another day or. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I got a I got a dash for whatever reason. And yeah. it's like if the job gets done, like everyone's accountable That's for it. their own That's work, it, yeah. you know, and if, and if the job isn't done, then whether you're in the office or not, I don't think really has any bearing on it. No, totally. I, I, I 100% agree. And like I do like coming into the office like so, <laughs> you know, going to the I by yourself is delightful. I have it, to say. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There is, you know, that kind of element of separation. I love working from home, actually. Like I love being able to have that a bit longer in bed and yeah. not having to get dressed oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah but being able to come in every so often and even have the walk i walk to work to clear my head yeah, yeah. have that separation so from get, home exactly, and yeah. and and work uh is really nice it's like a little break for you yeah ta- you're going talking to, work. to yeah. people face to face is is actually quite nice too it's refreshing um, yeah. to do it again yeah yeah so how so ross like with yeah. that in mind <laughs> how, yeah. where do you get your respite or your little breaks like the girls are obviously now in school and um, so they're out of the house for what like two three hours three four hours every they're, day yeah yeah they are they're gone um i was gonna say wine mostly yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> the universal isn't it I'll, I'll be not at half yeah. nine in the morning but yeah. um no during the day so yeah it, it is that it is that kind of hour the three hour slot um, and some days it's actually four hours depending on after school activities and like I collect other parents' kids who are friends from the same class and they bring to tennis and then they'll, revert, they'll return the favour with different days so we kind of yeah. help each other out yeah. as far as that goes God it's all scheduling really isn't it It is and uh, do you know what I, I am the world's worst routine slash scheduler yeah. known to man and Mel will absolutely testify to that <laughs> and it drives her daft but I am trying to get better because yeah. you do I even though I don't like doing it I, I I know you have to have one because the kids need it yeah you need it um I I, I kind of have flexibility with it mm. <laughs> but yeah so I drop the kids the routine in the mornings get up breakfast um make the lunches have a little chat at the table uh, probably have a barney or two uh, meltdowns <laughs> I was like oh thank god you said that I was like it sounds very idyllic <laughs> no no god it's not it's not and uh, not sometimes it is but sometimes <laughs> it's not as we all probably know but 
then you'll have the into the car and it's about maybe with no traffic from where we live to the school it's about maybe 15 20 minute drive with traffic it can be 45 minutes you know depending on and as we were talking like you're seeing the traffic you know increase because people are now back in the office so i'm noticing that too on the run um but handy enough the school opens at 20 past eight and I remember when I first heard that, I was thinking, what? Why would you be in school that early? Now, they don't start school. It's just the, the door opens. But it allows you to get in that bit earlier, which means you can get through the traffic a bit easier. Yeah. Um, because if you miss that window, 10, 15 minutes, you're, you're caught. Um, so then I drop them off, and I'll generally head back. Uh, sometimes I go for a walk with the dog. Um, but those three hours are when I try to work. Mm-hmm. So I... And people are probably going, work? What do you mean work? Like, your your job is the kids, right? But I'm trying to... I had a small business that um, I actually folded up in February um, where it was uh, personalised board books mm-hmm. called Bookie Wookie. So um, that was there for a couple of years, but I folded it because it was just taking up too much time and it wasn't making enough money, basically. Mm-hmm. And there's too many bigger players out there. So now what I'm trying to do is I am going to start up a new business that's aimed at helping dads. Um, or I'm trying to set up a new business that is going to help dads be present with their kids and family and to enjoy that time to the max. Whether they work outside the home or not? Doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter what type of dad they are. It could be any dad, like as in you might have three, four, five kids, you might be dad-to-be, you might be a single parent dad, you might be same-sex dads. It doesn't matter. It Mm -hmm. just wants their dads. Um, Because I'm thinking... Surely to God, over the last six years, I've learned something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surely I have. Like It's not going to be, there's going to be online courses. There's going to be group activities where the dad and the kids can do certain things like, say, fitness or woodworking or um, hikes up in different parts. Um, baby massage that I mentioned earlier. So I'm kind of lining up these classes. And it also will give that bonding time for the dad and the, p- and the kids. But equally as important, it will give mum her time as well. So I'm hoping to do that, and I'm, it's going to be called the Good Dad Academy. Love it. Love it. So I'm signing my husband this. John up for it. Watch this. Straight away. And I'm act- that's Eddie's what I'm on hoping. board already. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm in two minds whether to target this for females, the, the, the other half, the wife, the girlfriend, because they can give the nudge yeah. for, the, <laughs> for the bloke. But you know what, actually, in fairness <laughs> to John, um, my husband, he actually loves doing activities with the kids. And yeah. like even when Isabel was very small, he took her swimming, you yeah. know. And yeah. like he, I think it's, it's brilliant the weekend stuff like even I see like you know Isabel does ballet on a Saturday like I say ballet that's a very loose term and um, <laughs> yeah. she just twirls around in a tutu but we, we, we've had there's that, yeah. not that many positions being done but well, I um, say she looks gorgeous in the tutu oh listen it's great, great for it. photos yeah. and video content um, <laughs> but you know there's like loads loads of dads go with their, their daughters and I think it's just such a good like now it's it's not that kind of stigma anymore yeah, I think it's um, our, you know it is our generation that are just better at, that, at it. Yeah. it the attitude has changed like Eddie loves bringing Fionn out as well yeah he, he, Fionn doesn't go to ballet yet um, <laughs> <laughs> there was a boy in our ballet class last really? week so yeah, oh, well, I would I'm re- send him I'm going to send it's great yeah. for yeah. And you know, flexibility like and no, I did ballet so no, just, no such thing is yeah. we're, we're, we're big advocates of no such thing as boys sports or girls sports yes. or boys activities or girls yes. activities it's just activities yeah. they're just sports so you know yeah. bring them to ballet I why, will I why, will why not um, yeah no that um, I that time goes by it's great to have that time yeah the, going back to the, the, the question about what do I do yeah um, and then look, there's other times that you, you have to do the shopping, you have to do the, 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 the cooking and the cleaning mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Like, and that can take up time. Totally. <laughs> oh my it gosh, takes up yes a lot of time. Totally. And 
so that's pretty much how the day gets structured and then it time half 12 comes then you're you're back in the car again and you're just daddy taxi man for the next probably two three hours mm-hmm. depending on play dates depending on if it's football tennis ballet whatever it is the ballet mm-hmm. for us is gone um yeah it, it lasted for a bit yeah <laughs> yeah well, that's it like but kids just have different interests so yes oh listen i'm sure like once isabel knows that there's other things to do she'll want to do them too at the moment i'm yeah. just like right we've paid for another term you're going <laughs> um but she does um football as well she does little she? kickers as well yeah oh cool yeah but we that's actually one, that's one we haven't yeah done, actually um, it's again it's gas like they're toddlers so all they do is run like mad things for half an hour and or 40 yeah, minutes yeah. and then it's really good because they're quite tired afterwards yeah, yeah. Um, well, we're, we're yeah, convinced yeah. that um, Fiona's Jackpot. going to be the yeah, next exactly. football star <laughs> we got like he found a ball and he's like apparently to Eddie he's got very good like footworks so oh, listen, I think this is up. yeah <laughs> he's going to be like Ireland's Ronaldo he's gifted watch yeah, this yeah. guy yeah. oh yeah he is just he's very advanced shove a ball into the front and just see what happens yeah but the day goes by really fast. Those yeah. three hours, um, I was saying earlier on before we were recording that it's great to have that. Yeah. And when the kids went back to school, I was like, now what do I do? Yeah. Like I was delighted. But like then when you start putting, it's like if you have, if you put build an extension, you're going to fill it with something. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and before you know it, you've got too many things. Of course. And then you don't know. It's like, okay, I need to prioritize this, that or the other. So... Yeah, Plus, there's a lot of holidays. Like kids yeah. are off school a lot. They are. I don't remember the being year. off school no. as much. <laughs> now maybe I've got selective memory on this. I don't know, but I definitely don't. Well, think I think it's we because, like, when we were off, we as we were saying before, we were left to our own devices. Mm-hmm. You know, there wasn't anything organized for us to do. Well, yeah. I mean, there probably was as well. But yeah, again, it's it's just because we kind of made our own fun. We were hanging around a bit more, maybe, yeah. than yeah. kids these days who have a lot of. You know, the whole, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like we're turning into our parents. Like, you know, when you're younger, you'd say, yeah. I'm bored. And your mom would be like, you don't, like, I, there's no such thing as boredom in my day. <laughs> yeah. And then, you I know. Always, I always say, I love to hear you're bored. <laughs> I love to hear you're bored. And they go, why? I said, because then you have to use your imagination. Yes. Just yeah. do something. And then they go, dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, fine, I'll play with my toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, I do you know, I could ask the same, this same question to a stay at home mother as well. But um, when you have, you know, the whole week and those three hours to do things, mm. does that give you time then in at the weekend for everyone to do some you know, activities together and spend time together as a family? Yeah. Without having to worry about, you know, the domestic chores. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it does. Yeah. No, we've like it. They've a pretty full schedule. Mm. Like, and you, <laughs> then you kind of question whether they're doing too much because then it's costing too much and then they're too knackered. Mm. But like, no, they're, like the weekends, we try to do as much as we can together. Um, actually, go roller skating on a Saturday morning. Yeah, um, I did it for a while. I'm actually carrying a, a shoulder injury. That's my excuse now for yeah. getting out of it. <laughs> yeah. but I, actually, I, I have done it, yeah. Like, I'm not... I used to love roller skates when I was younger. Actually. It's great it's fun. Me too. The yeah. ones with, it like is the, great the fun. Actual the four, skates, not roller blades. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, no, it's yeah, the four the wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so they, they do that in the morning. There's a lesson. Then there's a kind of an open disco. Cool. On a Saturday morning. So you're there from about quarter to 10 until about 12. Then the girls had, then Elle had uh, hip hop followed by drama in the same place. Now, unfortunately, that's you're a tiger dad. That's, that's, this that's is like you're, you're like they're going to be going for Japanese lessons next. <laughs> but you know what? Actually, there's kind of method to the madness in a bit because one, it helps knock them out. Yeah. Two, that time now that I've got the injury, yeah, I get to work. Okay. I get that three hour. I have yeah. a cup of coffee by yeah. myself. Yeah. Now they're they're in and out, but for the most part they're out. Yeah. So I actually 
selfishly rob that time for me. Um, uh, no, it's not selfish. You actually need that time. Oh, you, you do know? need it. No, you do need it, yeah. But yeah. I think the other interesting thing is because actually a, a, another guest said this to us off ca- or camera, Mike, off and Mike. Um, <laughs> off air. And it's resonated with me so much. And I think the same for you, Miriam, about women who are going back to work and um, the cost of childcare. And yeah. it's basically you're holding your place in the workforce. Yes. Oh, I, that even yeah. if it doesn't make financial sense for you to work outside the home, that you're literally just holding your, you're just keeping going so that if you do give up work, if you did, you know, that, you, that it, people who do give up work then basically have this five year, six year gap on their CV that they can't get over. Yeah. So, you know, for you to be starting to work again, is that part of it that you're like, I can't actually physically remove myself completely from the working world because what do I do when the kids are older? Well, it's a, yeah, look, it, it's it's a great question. And I'm not unique in this. And like anybody who has had that gap will have, I'm assuming similar, but like, um, yeah, like I'm now six years. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm six years now doing this. So there is that gap on my CV. Um, now, yes, I've been tipping away a little bits and pieces for myself but um i don't know how that's going to reflect if and when you go back to work mm. you know because the plan for me was always to go back to work in some capacity at some point because i knew that this area you know it's a kind of a cliche but it's true that you don't get that time back you know when the kids are young try to enjoy it and as i said i feel very privileged and lucky that i was able to do it because my wife had such a good job um or has such a good job but there is that concern yeah when i go back in and say okay, I'm, I'm applying for whatever job, you know, I don't know, maybe the maybe a podcast talk show host or something <laughs> like that. I'd say you'd get that job, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> We'd hire you. Yeah. Hint, 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 hint. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, the, the, the inevitable question will, uh, you know, come up. Yeah. What have you been doing over the last six years that would make you relevant yeah. for this role now? So that is a concern. Yeah, of course it is. Um, and all the skills that you have as a full-time parent are not recognised that's the other thing. Do you know what I mean? People think you're like on a jolly and yeah. that there's no kind of actual work involved or that even the skills of being a stay-at-home parent like are so applicable to the workforce or yeah. to a job. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But there's Or the workplace, I should say. But, you know, that's not appreciated or recognised. I actually, that's just remind me, I actually wrote a blog about how five points from working in a startup, how it helped me become a better stay-at-home parent. Now it's a couple of years back when I wrote it, yeah. but like so, the likes of and, and in your case, we can reverse them mm. because like if you can, sorry, I'm knocking the mic. Um, if you can, like patience, for one thing, is if you can learn how to master. And I still haven't got it right, but if you can, any parent can master it. Like you need patience when you go back into the workforce. You need to be able to show if you like if there's a difference of opinion in work. Like you have to be able to get your point across elegantly and. Um, concisely can't lose mm-hmm. the head without losing yeah, the head exactly yeah. you know and, and at home you know you, you might spit out a couple of uh, curse words <laughs> your break, but I wouldn't recommend doing that in the workplace you yeah. know but, um, and that's up to me then it's up to me to try and get myself keep myself current you know to and I'm pretty okay with all kind of social media stuff even though I have a love-hate relationship with it mm-hmm. like there's one time there's times when I'm going great guns with it and then I just go I'm done. I just, it's taking up too much time. Couldn't be arsed. Yeah. But then when you get back into it, you kind of go, all right, why did I take a break in the first case? Mm-hmm. Um, so I need to keep myself current. I need to um, read. Yeah. <laughs> and is that advice <laughs> that you would give to like any stay-at-home parent to kind of, you know, keep your foot somewhat in the door or like doing something you enjoy, preferably, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, um, you know, tr- trying to... Uh, 
Oh no, 100%. Is, is, yeah, yeah. Stay yeah. relevant. Uh, is, but that's probably but that, the wrong that's word. hard because that brings its, it's own set of hard. pressure. Yeah. 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 Especially if you're in a, a, or you were in a job or a profession that you can't really dip in and out of. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like there's so many of them like and that you just can't do that. May, like maybe it's a little bit easier now because of technology. Um, there's so many different roles open. Yeah. Or yeah. because of the actual use of technology. Yeah. I mean, for like both. Apps. Yeah, both. For, you know, for, for people to, keep up interests um while being a stay-at-home parent you know I mean obviously it's so easy to say that when I'm not a stay-at-home parent and I do work and my son goes to crash and um like my husband and I will be both work and we do give each other free time yeah. we made a point that we were going to do that so that we wouldn't be burdened with you know the, the, the we're burnt out yeah. like you're 24 yeah. 7 you burn out yeah yeah that's actually one thing we did pre-pandemic so on a, I think it was on a Tuesday night I was off so once Mel finished work I was gone and I could do whatever I want I could go to the cinema go for pints whatever oh my god going to the cinema as a parent has just taken on a whole new level <laughs> yeah. you know I absolutely daytime cinema for me is the ultimate luxury yeah, yeah. like I don't want a massage in a spa I want to go to the cinema I need popcorn in the dark with nobody <laughs> talking to me it works if you're if, if your child or one of your children actually sit to watch it oh well yeah no i without the if children you, sorry or oh, without the oh, kids God, okay, yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely no 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 children <laughs> because in, if involved. you have a solo kid yeah. who's a, yeah. a live wire oh no i, yeah, I don't know when that day will ruined, come like. yeah <laughs> but i think that's so important to give um to have that free time yeah no I, and we've done it and i can absolutely 100 percent stand here and testify that it really helps yeah. so then mel had thursday yeah. and then she just did whatever she wanted mm -hmm. and it was just it was lovely i remember like she'd come down and she just goes and half time i'd forget and I'm still, and she goes, why are you still here? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, off you go. So like that time is, is, is absolutely dynamite. Yeah. Um, the other part of it is though, although you want to keep current with certain things, at the end of the day, a lot of time you're just knackered. Yeah. So then taking in the stuff that you need to keep current oh, completely. becomes a tricky thing. And yeah. then you just end up watching mindless oh, crap. Completely. And just flicking and scrolling. My Netflix actually profile is embarrassing at this point because it's just like till or like the ai or whatever they use the algorithms are yeah. like she doesn't watch any like highbrow stuff or films <laughs> or out of no so subtitles no, so, so i basically actually no sorry that's actually the one exception i've got really into spanish and italian rom-coms okay <laughs> um they're not highbrow <laughs> they're not art house they're very much not art house um but yeah so it's basically like i just have a tragic netflix profile basically well, mine just shows thing. sean you just watch crap okay yeah 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 uh, you're not on the Paw Patrol stage yet? Not yet. No, like, Fionn won't watch anything else except Sean the Sheep. That's good, though. Keep Sean them to one thing. Too Sean much choice is actually bad. not the worst one. Yeah, yeah it's great because, like, there's no annoying um, voices. It's yeah. all silent, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Peppa's accent, she'll grate after a while. I think, oh, yeah. think yeah. Fionn just Thank won't God be introduced And she's Peppa. mean as well. She's actually, I feel like, Isabel, there's a lot of, she's like, the mean traits are coming from Peppa. She's mean and Daddy Pig's a buffoon. Oh, totally. Like, yeah, I quite enjoy that though. Especially when, <laughs> especially when Mummy Pig's like, oh, Daddy Pig. And I'm like, yes, Mummy Pig, I get it. So while he puts a nail in the wall and cracks, yeah, cracks yeah. the whole wall and then everything falls like apart. It's like your big Egypt Daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Ross, yes. thank you so much for coming in to chat it's to us about this because I think this is pleasure. a topic that so many people don't know about, don't talk about, and even a lot of men don't think is an option. Mm. Um, so I think it's brilliant what you're doing and you're shedding light on it and um obviously yeah kids thank are you. really lucky to have you, you as a stay-at-home dad yeah no it's and look it's been it's been an amazing um journey 
that is for sure. I've learned an awful lot of stuff about me. Um, I have still a lot to work on as well. I've also learned, but it's just been an amazing thing. And like, I, I, was, I think I'm right that when I said at the very start that future me would have been pissed off at myself if I hadn't have done it. Yeah. And I can now look back with the benefit of hindsight and actually know that uh, that was I was right there. Mm-hmm. So um, it's been it's been a journey. It's been one hell of a ride, as they say. But uh, a, ro- a roller coaster. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Ups and downs. Uh, what a better, no better way to finish <laughs> off than that one, <laughs> guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.